0: This is a Squiz Kids podcast, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you.
1: They can cost hundreds of dollars or nothing at all. They're important at every stage of childhood and they are fun. This is your Squiz Kids shortcut to toys from all over the world podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Amanda Bauer.
0: And I'm Bryce Corbett.
1: It's school holiday time. Woohoo! Yay! There's so much extra time to play. And depending on where kids live, the kinds of toys they play with could be very different. Today,
0: we'll take you through why toys are important, what toys tell us about the culture they come from and how toys have changed over the years. Listen carefully,
1: there's a quiz at the end. Why? Any kid who's walked through a toy shop will tell you that they really, really <laughs> need toys. Oh, yeah. And They're right. Uh Toys are important for kids' development.
0: Yeah, that's right. When babies shake a rattle or look at a squishy fabric book, they are developing their senses of hearing, touch and
1: sight. Toddlers are improving their coordination when they ride a tricycle or Mm -hmm. stack blocks. Mm. Older kids are building up their memory and concentration when they play board and card games. They're developing creativity when they paint and draw. And a recent study found that when kids play with dolls, the area of the brain involved in developing social and emotional skills lit up. Uh When kids are playing with toys, they're doing important work developing and growing. And, of course, the definition of a toy doesn't necessarily mean something that you buy at a shop. Definitely not. Bryce, one of my favourite books in the whole world is called Not A Box. Oh, I love that book. I'll put a link in the episode notes. It's about a little rabbit who keeps being asked by an unseen adult what Mm. he's doing or she's doing with a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. But in the kids' imagination, it's not a box. It's a car or a building on fire or a robot. (laughs) Much, much more, of course. Bryce, I don't know about you, but my brother and sister and I spent a lot of time in cardboard boxes when we were young.
0: Oh, yeah, lots of boxes in our household. And also we used to build pillow forts.
1: Oh, yes, and make mud pies yes. and use a torch to make shadow puppets. Yes. And we made leaf boats to send down the creek. Oh, yeah. Well, you get the idea. <laughs>
0: us too. Now, Amanda, I'm guessing that kids who live in a desert would not be making leaf boats. No. What do toys tell us about the country and culture that they've come from?
1: What? what? An obvious example here is dolls, because dolls are usually made to look like the people who are going to play with them. Mm -hmm. So that means that a native Alaskan doll would likely have a fur hood and snowshoes. Mm -hmm. An Indebelé doll from southern Africa has colourful clothing with beaded necklaces and capes. Right. Check out the link in your episode notes for an activity with paper dolls from around the world, although sadly that doesn't include the dolls made from shells that Anandiliqua Aboriginal boys and girls played Mm -hmm. with. Which makes sense, because their country is an island in the Gulf of Carpentaria. Plenty of shells. What other
0: kinds of toys did First Nations Australians play with before white settlers came?
1: Well, Bryce, I think this is especially cool. You know spinning tops?
0: Yeah, sure do. They're toys with the pointed bottom. When you spin them, they continue to turn independently, balancing on that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. I had a great one when I was a kid that was made of coloured metal and Uh the colours sort of blurred as it spun and it made this really cool humming noise. Nice. It turns out that spinning tops have been found on archaeological sites all over the world. That's where researchers dig up ancient objects to learn about those cultures. Mm -hmm. Historians believe that spinning tops originated independently in each place, meaning it wasn't just one culture that invented the top and then travellers spread it around the world. Different cultures all just figured it out for themselves. Right. So the Meriam people of the Torres Strait made their tops from colaps, which are the seed of a tree, and mm-hmm. they could spin for as long as 20 minutes. No
0: way! I want to play with a colap top.
1: While Meriam adults felt the same way, the Australian Museum has a big collection of Indigenous toys, mm-hmm. as well as reports from people who saw them being played with. Yeah. In 1901, an anthropologist called Alfred Haddon anthropologists study other cultures. Mm -hmm. He wrote that a Merriam ceremony on Murray Island opened with a men's top spinning competition. So the men sang songs, they cheered on their tops, they (laughs) shouted and kind of jeered when another one stopped. (laughs) And as the top was dying, a lot of care was taken to shelter it from the wind so that its life would sort of be prolonged for a few more seconds. Wow. At one of the matches, he timed the best four tops and he found that they span from 20 to 27 minutes. Wow!
0: That's incredible.
1: So for thousands of years, people have been making toys using the resources around them. In ancient China, a type of yo-yo was made from bamboo, which of course grows very easily there. Yeah. This yo-yo had two wooden cups that were connected in the middle. The user held two sticks joined together with string and the yo-yo spun on that string Cool Holes were drilled In the bamboo And as air passed Through the holes It made a tune
0: Nice
1: This gave the toy Its nickname zuling Which means Wind bell oh. So nowadays You can actually buy A rubbery version Called a Diablo They're oh, heaps yeah, Of fun to play cool. with You might see buskers Using them on the street They yeah. really build Your coordination mm-hmm. I'll put a link In your episode notes To a video Of a Diablo World champion It goes in slow motion In part So you can really see What he's doing <laughs> Nice As well as a video from China of an older man who's made his own different types of yo-yos from different household objects.
0: Oh, and how about those cars made out of scrap metal wire in Southern Africa? Yep,
1: yeah, that's a great example of kids using what's around them to make their own fun. Mm-hmm. There's a link in your episode notes to show you how to make a scrap metal wire car yourself. Cool. As well as a series of beautiful photos showing kids playing Mancala just in the sand, mm-hmm. soccer from a ball made out of plastic bags and string, cool. games using old tyres and much, much more.
0: Very cool. Now, Amanda, so far we've concentrated on toys that are made from local supplies. But nowadays, many kids are playing with toys that are the same all over the world. I'm talking Mm -hmm. puzzles, Lego bricks and, of course, video games. How have they changed over the years?
1: How? I'd say the first big change is around gender. Mm-hm. Lego announced last year it was going to remove gender bias, meaning right. that it would stop producing packaging showing girls playing with the pink and purple Lego mm-hmm. and boys building Star Wars sets.
0: Right. And lots of shops like Target have removed their boys' and girls' toy sections.
1: Right. And the American state of California, which was my home for 14 years, passed a law last year. Mm-hmm that insists that shops display toys in a gender neutral way because girls can have fun with cars and boys can have fun with toy kitchens.
0: Of course they can. Now, I'm guessing, Amanda, that there have also been a lot of changes around race.
1: Yeah, exactly right. If you had black or brown skin, it used to be really hard to find a doll or a book with characters or a matching game where people looked like you. Yeah, right. And the same goes for kids with different abilities. Mm -hmm. Now toy makers are putting in an effort to make their products more diverse, just like the kids who are playing with them.
0: Cool. And, of course, technology has brought about a lot of change.
1: Yes, indeed. So video games have gone from nothing, of course, when they didn't exist, to games like Pong.
0: Oh, wow. Yes, who could forget? I'll put a link in your episode
1: notes. Oh, it'll crack up the kids of today. (laughs) (laughs) And now there are virtual reality headsets and not only that, but technology that's embedded in other toys. Ah. There are soft toys that talk back to you, programmable robots. Right. Even a ball that can be moved with your facial expressions.
0: Whoa. And I thought that Chinese yo-yo was fancy.
1: Time for the quiz.
0: This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What did Aboriginal people in the Gulf of Carpentaria use to make dolls? Yeah, that's right. They used shells.
1: Question number two. What material did the Merriam people use to make spinning tops? they were seeds. Extra points if you said collapse
0: seeds. (laughs) Question number three. Kids in southern Africa are known for making cars out of what? Yeah, well done. Scrap metal wire.
1: That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, how, where, when and why of toys around the world.
0: Now get out there and have a most excellent day.
1: Over.